is a new day to try to get right This is a new day to get on track Yeah, that's life in football This is a new day to live your life This is a new day to try to get right This is a new day to get on track Yeah, that's life in football It's life in football We are life in football You are now listening to the Life in Football podcast Check out the new website, lifeandfootball.com. Welcome to the Life and Football Podcast, baby. I'm your host, Mike Fee. And this your coach, Colin Moore. You know we love and life and enjoying football. Top-notch coaches all around the world. Top, top-notch coaches all around the world. Today, we got Coach Anthony Trotman on for them ball-toed yellow jackets, baby. And, hey, this is so special, Cole. This was CMO played his high school ball at back in the day. This way he did his thing. I got to see him live in person last year, actually, at homecoming. Um, they did their thing. Coach Trotman, he the defense coordinator. He got some young dogs out there. He got some young bowlers out there. Coach doing a great job. The head coach doing a great job. Uniform fly. And, but we finna get further into Coach Trotman's story. But without further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and let Simo bring him on. How you doing, Coach? How you doing great today? Outstanding. Hey, it's good to have another yellow jacket in the building today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Barto Yellow Jackets is is a great place to be a part of right now. It is. It is. Coach, I always ask, because it's just on my mind, about how do you actually, what, when and how did you know you wanted to coach? Because as a player, when I played, coaching was nowhere close to my mind. And as I get older, it's still ain't like, I don't want to coach, but I love football a lot. So. Right, right. Where did you get in there? Well, it's just a uh, for one, it is a, an enjoyment for the for the game of football. But it, it, the story starts a while back. You know, uh, when I was a young kid, um, my I had an uncle named Uncle James. You know, uh, he always took us to uh, football games. We went to we grew up going to a lot of Lakeland High School senior football games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I saw the nineteen eighty six uh, season. I still remember as a, as a kindergarten. We was in kindergarten. Uh, going through the uh, to all the games, all the home games, we were there. We 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 lived not far from the stadium, mm-hmm. over there off uh, Memorial Boulevard behind the fish market. So right. we would walk to the games with our uncle. Uh, so we grew up around just seeing football a lot in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had a, a cousin of mine who played ball up at Duke, um, who went to Kathleen High School actually. Uh, in the, for like a seat, uh, one year he was down here uh, in the seventies. He was with my uncle, uncle his his dad, Uncle Arthur. Uh, they, they stayed here for like a year or two, and he went to Kathleen for that season. So those guys hit, hit their sons. My uncles, they just had us around the games uh, or, or whatnot. Um, so we just see, saw the game a lot. So we just came, came to naturally and just enjoy football and want to play football and be around the game. Um, fast forward, you know, we get up into high school, you mm-hmm. know, and playing high school football, went to George Jenkins High School. And the, the principal at the time, uh, David Lauer, he came to me one day and said, hey, you ever thought about uh, when you get out of high, uh, college or whatnot, you're going to go to college, right? I said, yeah, yeah, I'll probably go to college. You know, yeah. so, you know, I don't really know what I, exactly what I want to do at the time. I always know, though, I want to do something dealing with people. Right. You know, I want to, I say I was going to be, be a radio host. I was going to be a fireman, you know, some things like that. Those kind of things I kept throwing out at, at, <clears throat> at the same time. Mm. I didn't see myself necessarily being just a straight suit and tie guy, even right. though I wear suit and tie, you know, teaching uh, school sometimes I wear those things. But just in that, Pure manner, I didn't see myself in those kind of ways. But him bringing that up, what about you go coming back and being a teacher and a coach? I ain't thinking about that in that way. But it was guys like Coach Cobb, 
when I was in high school that 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 made a lasting impression on your on your on your heart and in your mind. Right. Um, guys like Coach Gary Meyer, even though I didn't play for him, you know, he's just seeing him with the basketball team. You know, mm-hmm. just seeing how he how he did things and and some of the things he said. I one of the phrases I used to use all the time when I first started coaching came from Gary Meyer, and I just was on the outside looking in on that right. situation. My brother played basketball, um, but. Those those kind of interactions that you have, and then those growing ups that you have, and then when I started going through school, and and my brother started getting into coaching like youth girls basketball, he mm-hmm. would always say, "Hey, won't you come out and just help me out?" So, so I just come over there, help out a little bit, do this, do that, you know. So it's just those little pals that you just kind of went on, and then when you get up to to the point where you start working over at Kathleen High School back in two thousand four, um, <clears throat> it was a uh, it was one particular day, you know, I would just go out to the weight room out of school, just hang around, mm-hmm. be around the, the 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 weight room, just go in there, lift weights. I wasn't necessarily coach my very first year there. Right. You know, Coach Tate actually was on his way out mm-hmm. as the head coach, and the new guy was coming in. But they'll just see me in there, you know. So the new guy that came in, he came up to me one day. He said, hey, uh, I see you around campus. The guys seem to like they respect you a lot. Hey, won't you come out here and just be a be the, um, be the a JV head coach for me? Yeah. So I, JV head coach. You know, at the time, I always had this thing about because I left the game of football in college. Mm-hmm. I had this deal in my mind, like, man, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be worthy to coach at the high school level since I stopped playing ball at the college level. You right. know, I didn't give it, I didn't give it all the way through my my full full attention. You know, mm-hmm. so um, long story short, like I said, I took that assignment as a JV head coach at Kathleen, and just and it just went from there. You know. Now, coach, what's crazy is. Somebody saw you in high school and said, hey, you got that coaching ability in you. Then on top of that, I didn't know your worlds collided with Coach Tate. So you been knowing Coach Tate for a minute. So I guess that's the blessing of how you end up at right, Bartow right. High School now. Yeah, yeah. We we see that was the other thing, you know, me and Coach Tate, we never coached together, mm-hmm. you know, but when I left George Jenkins and graduated, I came back during that summer before I left to go off to school or whatnot. I'd mm-hmm. go out there and lift weights in the afternoon. I was working a custodian job uh, with so, with summer school, so right. I worked uh, work 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 during the summer school day. Me and another young man, uh, my buddy Isaac, um, we'll work together. Then next day, you know, while the school was over with summer school, we get off the clock. We'll go in the weight room, mm-hmm. and Coach Tate was coming into George Jenkins that season right. to be the defensive coordinator for our, our head coach at the time, Coach Jameson. You know, so I didn't. I knew Coach Tate because we'll go over when I was in school. We'll go to Kathleen for weightlifting meets, and I right. see him. He'll be in there, you know, saying some of the same stuff he said. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. You know, get hype, get hype, get hype, and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. You know, so so then when he came over to Jenkins, you know, I didn't I didn't play for him, but I just missed him. Right. You know, I came, I left. He came in. Mm-hmm. You know, so then fast forward, we get in the uh, the schooling. I so happened to be able to get in at uh, Kathleen. Matter of fact, the same guy, David Lyre, coaching Mr. Lyre, the principal at the time. Mm-hmm. I saw him in the summertime. Hey, what you doing with yourself? I'm about to finish up school at USF. Hey, I pull out for George Jenkins uh, to, to, to be on the campus over there, but I haven't heard back. I was a para at the time. I was trying to be, get in as a para. Right. You know, so he said, hey, won't you apply at uh, Kathleen? They got a position open, brand new principal. Uh, may, may work well for you. So I went over there to at Kathleen got the position there, mm-hmm. you know, and then Coach Tate, like you say, he was the his, his last season. I didn't know it was gonna be his last season, but when I started after that season was over, I come around the waiting room, but then we found out he's gonna transition over to Red, so I right. had just missed him then. Yeah, yeah, you know. So 
Uh, just all these little instances, and he'll uh, we had these uh the, these cross paths crossed, but we'll mm-hmm. just miss. And then this last time, things didn't go uh, go go well at, at at the end for me at Kathleen. You know, mm-hmm. I thought I was going to retire there. I thought I took over as the head coach, but right. uh, God saw something different. I, I, that that's that's the way I I, I look at the story at, at mm-hmm. this point now. You know, and uh, I got removed from that position there at Kathleen, mm-hmm. and the next thing you know, uh, one of the, out of the first two people to reach out to me was Coach Tate. Hey, want you come over in and, and, and work over here at, at Bartow with us? Right. And um, at first I was kind of like, I don't know, I don't know. I got up. I, I say I was going to sit back and see who all wanted me to come there because at that point I was kind of destroyed a little bit, distraught mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, man, I gave it all I could, I, I, I had, but it ain't work out. But at the same time, right. let me look who who maybe want to reach out and and, and and let me be a part of the, the program. So it was like six schools reached out and just decided to go with Coach State. Just wanted to work with experienced head coach, and right. maybe I even learn some things. Who knows? Uh, learn some things from him that I may not have learned if I if I hadn't gone gotten that shot, exactly. you know, that opportunity. So that's why I look at that as learn the opportunity, and time to grow instead of sitting there soaking about uh, what you didn't do and what could I have been. Just look at this as another reason, another way to catapult and learn and keep continue to grow. Right. Now, Coach, I heard you talking about Coach Carb and Coach G. These was people you looked at who inspired you, their coaching methods and tactics. I want to know who inspired you growing up, like in your family? How was it for you growing up? And just break it down to the people, like where you from, about your family, yeah. and who were some of the people who poured into you? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Just uh, great, great, great question, you know. A lot of people poured into you just growing up. I'm from Lakeland. You know, I, I say I'm from Lakeland, but I also say I'm from Polk County. You know, so uh, you see me came come in with the hat on, got the Florida orange hat on there, because that's just my roots of, of, of being, a, being a part of uh, Polk County. And, you know, I just love the fact that, that this is part of our history here. This part of what it is that we're about as well. So those things right there just stick to you. So just growing up, like I said, my uncles, uh, they were big influence in my life. I had my dad around. Even though he didn't live in the household with us, he always was consistent as far as being present, as far as being able to provide for us the things that we needed, uh, uh, whether it be anything for school, school clothing, things like that. But my mom, she she was the de- the one that was there on a the day to day basis with us. You know, just seeing her, uh, uh, just just be tough. You know, mm-hmm. uh, being able to just go out there and continue to to work for her children. You know, do the best that she can. Being a, a a single mom in that in that house with her, like I say, even though my dad was around, she was the one that was there with us on a day to day basis, every every single day, you know. So just seeing her grow, seeing her uh, want to uh, push through things with arthritis, you know, sometimes working, leaving leaving, like I said, that neighborhood right behind Lake Wyo, right out there, and walking down to the city of Lakeland, uh, if if the car was messed up, you know, right. we went to John Cox Elementary, you know. So mm-hmm. sometimes we we'll, she'll walk with us, maybe on them days she couldn't drive. And then she just keep on walking up Memorial Boulevard down to the city of Lakeland, you know, in that little office that she worked. So seeing those things, you know, seeing your mom just continue to be be tough about those things and being uh, being encouraged in, in, in those ways. Seeing your dad continue to be consistently present, you know, seeing your uncles and 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 how they just uh, influence you in, in in other ways, like like we say in sport, you know. And uh, some people just say, hey, hey, how do you, why do you uh, carry yourself the way you do? I, we around a lot of older people. You know, growing up, so me and my brother, we like the youngest of all mm. of our siblings. You know, right. we got five of us all together. We're ten years behind the next oldest. You know, so everybody that was around us was a lot older. Mm. You know, so sitting down, hearing those stories being told by our uncles, sitting on the front porch, and they tell us they this store and that store. So 
that's why I probably get that that idea just sitting around talking and telling stories sometimes because I just was around that a lot just growing up, you know. So um, those kind of people right there in your lives, you know, really really made a lasting impact on, on, on just who you are as a person. Um, uh, so different things, like, different different things like that. Growing up in the, in in the, in the church, you know, um, even though necessarily that don't mean that you that that, that means you just got it all together but those things that you just were around so the people mm-hmm. that you met in those ways uh, I had two cousins of mine that we call them our cousin named Marcus, Marcus and Joe Wilson and, and, and those guys were like our big brothers that we went to at, that when it's time to play ball that's who we playing ball with you know right. that's who roughing us up and all this kind of stuff or trying mm-hmm. to show us the juke move and all those kind of things like that so it's it, it just a, a collection of people in that way like I said your, your older sisters and and, and your your uncles and your mom and your dad, those 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 cousins that that's come along in your life that uh make some some type of impression as far as who you who 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 you are and just start shaping you as a as a person in a sense, really. Now, coach, this is my last question. Talk about the preparation it takes being a coach and having a family at the same time. Yeah, that's a that's um that's something that that takes a lot of balance. Um in those kind of ways, you, you see yourself, you, you, you want to pour so much into the, the coaching side that you don't pour anything into your own children. You know, so it's a real balance that you got to have because you got to respect the fact that, that, that people are counting on you to, to be able to lead them in the, in, the, in the sport. But at the same time, your most important ministry, your most important thing that you're going to have is, is, is the work that you do on those four or five walls, however, however your house may be shaped. We say four walls, but it could be six, seven walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, so we got to make sure – it, the balance becomes let me prioritize in the sense of I want to make sure that I'm present for my wife. I want to make sure that I'm present for my my, uh, my children, uh, being involved with their lives the best I can, but at the same time make sure I cut the time out that I need to cut out to, to, to be able to prepare. So I'm an early morning riser, you know, so I'm either early morning, sometimes a late nighter, you know, because I got to give that give that time of preparation. I may sneak sometimes during the day. But a lot of times I'm up three o'clock in the morning because I'm up on that computer. I'm looking at that film. I'm being prepared for that practice or whatever the case may be. Right. You know, some people don't understand why I do that. That's why I do it. The biggest reason I do it is because that's that's the time where everybody else is kind of sleep. So let me make this effort to get up earlier to make sure I'm up and getting prepared for those things I need to prepare for for that football uh, uh, as well. You know, so that's that's the way I I balance it out. Some people may do it different, uh, but I'm a, I get up early early in the morning. And I'm, I'm and I'm up looking at some type of film, looking at some video, just writing some things down, getting prepared, like we said, and ready to go. You know, so that's the balance that I try and keep as far as doing those things, but also making those times where I can say, okay, during the day I can get this time out, but early in the morning I gotta really be able to get that time in so I can be able to prepare and be ready to go. Yes, sir. Y'all heard it right here, man. That was Coach Anthony Trotman coaching for them Bartow Yellow Jackets down here in that great sunshine state of Florida. Hey, he didn't did it as a player. He's doing it now as a coach, and he, he's continuing to inspire. And even when they wife on his back, they're like, hey, come here. Hey, come watch the TV with me. He's going to put that time in too. <laughs> yes, sir. And that's real important, Coach, because a lot of time we do so much other things that the family gets secondary sometimes. Right, right. But that's what I try my best to do always. Like, no, no. I know what I need to be doing. Right. Because all of us actually do know. Right. But sometimes you kind of disregard it. Mm-hmm. So I just got to give a shout out for Coach for doing that and, and being a father, a husband, and a coach at the same time. That means a lot. And we need more people like that in this world. And I'm going to leave y'all how I always leave y'all. 
Keep your head up and not down. I'll ask you a fall to the ground. This is the Life and Football Podcast. Catch you next time. <laughs>